0: All right, here we are back with another episode, and we got Riley and Riley. If you want to introduce yourself for everybody,
1: um, I'm Riley, and I run that brand that some might call R3 Reevaluate. And uh, apparently, right now, it's a ski industry apparel outerwear brand. <laughs> I'm
0: glad. Okay, so I'm glad that you pronounced it first. I wanted to. I wanted you to take the lead on the pronunciation. So it's Revaluate, correct? Yeah. Cool. All right, so we will get into that, but let's get into uh, who Riley is first. So where are you at right now, and uh, where are you from originally?
1: I'm in Salt Lake City right now. Um, it's a pretty cool place. I'm from like probably like 15 minutes southwest of Denver in this town, Littleton Highlands Ranch, very um, sheltered, bubbly suburban neighborhood which i'm not proud to be from there but um yeah
0: highlands that's where cal is
1: from correct yeah yeah i grew up with cal like on ski team and i met him in high school also and i was like oh i didn't know you like lived over here that's crazy
0: oh that's awesome so were you a uh if i remember cal's story correctly were you like a mogul kid at first
1: Uh uh-huh yeah I was a mogul kid probably until, like, 2012, 2013, and, like, would travel mostly just statewide for mogul comps. I, like, won a comp, uh, like, state championship when I was, like, 11, and I was, like, so stoked on mogul skiing. But, um, and then I, like, started hanging out with Cal a bunch, and I was like, that that's way cooler. I'm totally, like, done with the moguls. And then, like, would compete in that, too, and would... I would do well at like one comp a year, but yeah, I've been, I've been on like mostly like I grew up on that, that, mogul background. And then I've just like loved all of it. Always like all of skiing, like big mountain stuff is like more fun to me, depending on the day.
0: So did you like dive fully into the park scene or did you just, you just got away from moguls cause you're like, Oh, this, this stuff's whack.
1: I, I totally just dove straight into the park scene. Um, first, I had, like, I think it was because of the Mogul stats, but I had, like, a weird, like, um, it was, like, a system sponsorship with Rossignol, so I was at, like, the lowest tier, but I would get, like, free skis every year, and then I would snap them and then get two free pairs. So it like worked out for a while, but they started giving me like their park skis. And then I was like fully in it and was on the like, I think it, I was either on like two or three day a week team and would go to winter park and like ski with all those guys and like just hike rails every weekend. And it like, it was definitely fun, but also was pretty shitty. Yeah.
0: So how did you make the leap over to uh Salt Lake?
1: Um, I actually, like, so I graduated high school in December 2017, and I had that, like, second semester off before college, and I was like, oh, like, I'll just ski Winter Park all the rest of the season, and then, like, a week later, I, like, snapped my humerus, and then I was just, like, out of commission for, like, a while, but then I went to CSU, and I was doing electrical engineering for... The first semester and I was like wow I hate this this is gonna suck if this is my entire life and then I like did some fuck around like pre-construction management and just like just party every single day and was just taking so many mushrooms and I was like I wonder if I should like learn how to sew or something like I'm just like not doing school I'm just sitting in the dorm room like fucking around but I like, got pretty into like just like tearing stuff up and like sewing like crap. Like it was like so bad. But I was like, well, I have like a bunch of buddies. This my like really, really good friend that I grew up with on that same team with Cal, um Adam Burton. Uh he was out here his freshman year. I came and visited him and I was like, Wow, I love it out here. This is so sick. Like everyone is so fucking cool. And I was like, all right, dad, I'm not going back to school next year. I'm moving to Salt Lake. And I just sent it out. I had a girlfriend at the time, like didn't tell her that I was going to do that until like a week before I moved. And that was a funny experience. But um, yeah, just sent it out here. Got it like a framing job, worked like all summer and then like actually started like taking into gear with like learning more about sewing and design. Like that following September, I think I moved out here May of 2019 or 20. I think it was 19.
0: Nice that I mean, that that is awesome. Did you have an interest in uh, fashion and stuff growing up? I know that I like to ask all the people with their own small business because like how far does this stretch back? Having
1: an interest in making clothing, like only really like five or six years. So like when I was. Um, probably around 16-ish, so it, was, it was 17 for sure, it was like five years, so I guess like, I'm 22 now, but, um, I, like, I, like, it, like, growing up, like, in high school, I was, like, that one kid that would just wear, like, all black on, like, the school spirit days that were, like, wearing all white or something, because I was, like, I just, like, hated where I was, and, like, was dating, like, older girls, and they were all, like, into doing drugs and, like, fucking around, and I was like, yeah, I'm, like, so, I'm so cool, I'm wearing all black on the white days, and I'd, like, try to wear baggy clothes, but, like, I didn't really have any, and I didn't buy any, um, but then, yeah, like, five years ago, oh my god, five years ago, um, like, grow, like, preface, like, growing up, um, my mom had this sewing machine, super sick like cast iron singer which i have like right across from me that i like rebuilt out and made it into this industrial work of garbage but it works um but she had that and she was always like trying to be like hey you want to like learn how to sew and learn how to use this and i was like no mom like that's for girls i don't want to do that and then like to like she ended up passing away, like, when I was 17. And then I was, like, like a year or two later, I was, like, interested because my girlfriend's mom at the time just gave me a sewing machine. And I was, like, I'm just going to learn how to use this to, to like, kind of honor her, you know? And I just, like, got super into it. And I'm, like, well, I, I want to wear what I want to wear, so I'm going to make that. And then, like, enough people started liking it. And then now I'm just, like, full all eggs in the basket except for, like, yeah, pretty much just went all in for it.
0: So what, what was it about your hometown that you disliked so much? It seemed like you really did not enjoy it whatsoever.
1: If, well, like, if you know it or, like, if you grew up in, like, a neighboring, like, area, I had this conversation with this girl the other day that's from, like, Aurora or something that's, like, super close. And she was like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, like, pretty close to Denver. And she was like, well, where? And I was like, well, like, Littleton. And she's like, well, you mean Highlands Ranch? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, nice. Like, I'm sure you lived in one of those gated communities and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, actually, no, but, like, it has a weird... Like energy to it' cause it's just such like a bubble, like everyone would just call it the because there was like the only crime was like underage drinking and like d u i s and MI like minor in possession charges but like at least in like the visit like the had to like at least twenty mile radius of that town it was just like so shielded and like it was the all care and moms with their ring doorbells and like. You're playing like baseball in the in the street and someone comes out screaming at you like you're like vandalizing their car or something. It was just yeah it had like that weird like dystopic energy to it and a lot of like the people I grew up with were so about it and then like the people that weren't about it were like the people that you wanted to be friends with. Yeah you, you didn't get much experience like life experience. It was like super fake sure
0: yeah cool so you end up going from csu to uh salt lake and what'd your dad say when uh you're like yep done with college i'm gonna go to salt lake and uh make pants
1: well i i didn't even have the the, like i'm gonna go like sew and and design and stuff i was just like i'll just like go work construction i don't want to be in colorado and he was like well i mean you should like Like, oh, oh, now I remember. Yeah, I told him, I was like, I'm going to move out there, spend a year just working, like get some money, and then I can get in state residency and then go to the University of Utah. And so that was like the tentative plan. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's sick. Cause CSU was like, in state was like 17,000 a semester a year or something. And then here it's like 8,000 a semester. a year I don't know but it's way cheaper if you have like the in-state residency so he was like all board for it and then like the the year came around and he was like so like you are you gonna get in-state residency now and I was like yeah I didn't like do any of the things I was supposed to do to get that so like I would have to wait another year and he was like oh are you gonna do that and he was like no probably not and now he doesn't care now he's like super supportive for sure.
0: Nice. So, what was that year like? So, you were doing construction. Did you just um, have like an, like an open-ended plan to continue to, to do construction or, or what were you thinking?
1: No, it it lasted not very long because like I worked for this um, like deck, deck company and they just like frame and build decks and I was like essentially their project manager because they didn't have like a like a driver and like no one wanted to drive this piece of shit trailer that was it was literally like a mobile home or rv with just totally scrapped like just the flatbed with like linoleum on it still like completely falling apart and like they're like yeah like here's my keys i don't need to see your ID or anything like take my truck go get this trailer do you know how to drive a trailer and i was like um yeah, sure. And I just like watched a YouTube video like on the way to get the trailer and then I was like doing that and the boss was just such a fucking dick and I was like, I right, I'm out but I met this foreman in that company and he was like, Hey, like like we like he's like became like a huge like mentor kind of guy and like I still talk to him nowadays but he was like I'm gonna start this company like it's going to be fucking badass, like, and you're fucking cool, and I want you to work for me, and I was, like, sick, yeah, like, let me know when that happens, and then I quit that, that frame, like, the deck job, I think, like, two or three months into it, um, I, like, went on vacation and came back, and someone, like, took my position already, I was, like, gone for, like, a week, probably, and I just got, like, pretty much replaced, came back, and he's, like, oh, yeah, you can go, like, do all this other stuff. And I was like, what? No, like pay me more. if you want me to do that. And then he's like, no, nah, like just go meet these people here. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go home. Like, I'm not going to work for you anymore. And then like, I think that ended like October. So like almost like six months after three months, four months after I moved here. I oh, don't know. It would have been five. Um, But after that, I just started sewing a bunch and just, like, making stupid shit. Like, I made these pants that were made out of, like, a hopscotch mat. And they're, like, kind of cool, honestly. They're, like, the first ones I made that were, like, fully from scratch. And I was, like, super stoked on them. But I was doing that. And then, like, come December January, that other guy was like, hey, like, come work on this house and like, near Snow Basin or whatever. I don't know. It was, like, an hour and a half or two um, north of Salt Lake. And he would be, like, yo, yeah, like, come pick me up. And then we're going to pick up two other guys. And we're going to drive there. And I'm not going to pay you for gas. And I was, like, dude, what? Like, because he, like, didn't have any money because he just started this company. And it was, like, his first gig. And he, like, took, like, two months to pay me for, like, a 40-hour week. And it was a bummer, but that was why I like couldn't work for him because I wasn't making any money. Um, And then I haven't worked a job that's not for myself since then, I believe. So the last like three years.
0: Wow. So, I mean, I'm I'm, like through all this time, college, moving out to Salt Lake, doing all this construction crap, were you sewing for fun or did you have it? in your mind at all that you wanted to start a company
1: I was mostly doing it for fun like at CSU I got an like I, for that Christmas I think I asked for like an embroidery machine from one of my aunts and I was just like doing stupid shit and it's like I got really into like street art and weird like wheat pasting and that kind of stuff and one of my buddies was like really talented at um, just like it was like doodles but like they were fucking really cool and I was like let's like figure out how to put them on the embroidery machine and then like put them on stuff and we would just like do that for fun and then like someone was like I want you to like put something on my converse or something and then she's like I'll pay you for it and I was like oh you're gonna pay me for it that's that's cool I guess and then I was like making like Like meal food like money like like 10 bucks every couple days or something like a meal once in a while and I like didn't really think much of it and then I just ended up having like a lot of random shit that I made that I didn't give to anyone or like sell or anything when I moved out here and then I like put it all up on my story and sold like all of it like within the same day and I was like what the fuck like cool like and then I was like I guess like people like this stuff enough so I like start I just like was a little bit more motivating and I started just like sewing all the time like all night long Um, but it like took a while for that to really kick in just like that year I moved out here I met like a bunch of great people but I was just like dove straight into this hole of just like partying every day because like everyone was like in college so, like that's their norm and I was like oh like they're my age so it's like normal and I was, like, I'm not even in college why am I doing this um and then yeah like it I didn't ever really set out to do it but it just kind of happened and I'm stoked on it
0: so when you first when you sold that first batch of basically stuff you had made for over the course of like a year or two years, were you tapping into the ski market or was that more of a streetwear? It
1: like was you'd... definitely more of a streetwear thing. Um, huh. I wonder if let me let me try to see if I can do archive on my computer. No, it's a bummer. I like it it was like all on the gram for a while but I like archived a lot of it cuz I remember like most of them like one of them was I got had had gotten like two gibberish shirts from years ago and I cut both of them in half and then like split them down the middle and sewed them back together so I had like two different split ones yeah here it is it was like those gibberish shirts um, some like pretty baggy bugle boy pants with like acrylic paint and sharpie and like random patches. Um, some, like split horizontally, like dickies. Like the top was like tan and the bottom was brown and had this like gross square patch. I can send you these if you want.
0: Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, so looking back on
1: those, did Do you look at any of
0: those and think, "Yeah, that was good," or those total amateur works that you're looking at?
1: No, they're they're horrible. (laughs) They're like, someone told me the word for it because it's like definitely a style. Um, it's like it's like when there's that wave of like skaters that would like hand sew a ton of patches on their pants, and that was like that's like pretty old, but it was like kind of reminiscent of that but i didn't even know that was a thing i was just like i'm gonna uh embroider anime girls on the inside cuff of these pants and it's gonna be sick and i uh, yeah they're definitely like not pretty to look at but i know who has like the gibberish shirts were fine they were pretty they were done decently well um I think one of my friends has one of those. I don't know who else has them. These other pants my good friend has. Someone bought the grossest ones and I hope they don't have them anymore. And in that in that batch was like uh le- like real leather mittens with like the liner was like two layers, with, like a thick cotton tablecloth. And there's like the these Patagonia like a Patagonia jacket that I cut up that was like really nice, and I don't know why I just ruined it, but I like tried to sew my first pair of mittens out of it without trying it at, like before at all, and I was like I'm bummed about that to this day. I did that with um had I found this like really old Tommy Hill figure like like super thick, puffy jacket that was like reversible like outside was blue inside was yellow and I was like those would be so cool as mittens and it's like it has like down feathers in it and I just started cutting it up in the hallway at at the dorm rooms and it just went everywhere and I, I'm still bummed about that one too but whatever
0: yeah so when did you decide to take it to the next level and you know make a page for it and actually make a company
1: um I think it was, like, right after that because I sold all of that from that one post. And then I think, like, pretty soon after, um, one of these girls had, like, hosted this art show kind of gallery, like, party DJ scene with, like, free beer and all this stuff. And I was like knew her mutually and she like asked me if I wanted to have a booth there. And that's when I like made a page when she like, like when I got into that, cause I had like a month before to like make stuff for it. And I was like trying to explore like graphic design, which I knew nothing about. Like I could not operate like any softwares really. I would like draw something on the iPad and take the, the background out and then just like, try to make it work as an embroidery but it was always so bad but um that was like right around when i made the page and it was like x genzai genzai space and like a bunch of other stuff that's like that so I was like, it's like japanese like culture has always been like super cool to me and interesting and i was just like butchering names and trying to use them and like uh no this isn't gonna last very long so i'd like change it i don't know how i landed on reevaluate though but now it's there and i'm i like it
0: (laughs) yeah so uh that's what i was gonna ask you so you don't remember why you chose it but I mean, do you have a guess as to, like, do, does it have any meaning to you at all? Or, do, or like, what's, do you have any background for the name that it, it, it currently is?
1: I think it was, like, R3, as in, like, I was super into, like, recycling and, like, sustainability with it. At first, like, using things that existed to make new things, like, reduce, reuse, recycle type thing for the r3 like three rs um and then like reevaluate would have been like re- like reevaluating like the current like industry standard or whatever like type of clothing which is like i don't know how much i kind of co- like correlate with that now but um like i've been trying to get this um trademark so hopefully no one else goes and does that for just r3 and then i can like get instagram to take whoever has that and give it to me because i legally own it um but yeah i'm trying to like switch over to that just because it, it just kind of like feels better and not as like long-winded with like with like four or five syllables,
0: yeah, definitely. So this is—I'm glad you brought up the the interest in Japanese stuff because I was looking at your old Instagram and your the first collab you have on on the R3 Instagram is is something with a heavy Asian influence. So could you explain like your background with that? Like, are you just in, are you an anime kid? Like, what where did the Asian influence come from?
1: Um, that post you're talking about is collaboration with this guy that I met like right when I started doing this just like through there was like this super weird I think there still kind of is there's this like really there's like a whole community that was like around that kind of clothing and creating that and I found him through that and we've been like really good friends since then and I have never met him I've never talk to him on the phone i've only ever like talked to him through discord but like very extensively they like know who he is but don't know who he is i don't really want to know who he is at this point because i like have like a strange image of him in my head and like what he sounds like but if i don't want to like get disappointed or something you know but i always felt like it wasn't my place to make like things that are influenced like by like anime and japanese culture and especially since there's like a huge community of people and companies that do do that and I'm like it's like kind of played but I want to do it but it's kind of played so he was like my way in to doing that cuz he like I like is very educated can like speak and write pretty fluently and um like really like, it's, like, his whole passion. So, like, I, like, feel more comfortable doing it when he's, like, do you want to do this with me? Um, but I, I wasn't, like, really ever, like, a huge anime kid. I, like, got really into it um, in, like, high school, I guess, like, sophomore, junior year, um, and watched a lot of it for sure. And I, like, had, up until, like, two years ago, And I'll like watch it occasionally, but I just like get. I'm just like too impatient for it right now. Like I'm sure I'll come back to it eventually, but yeah.
0: That's interesting because it 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 definitely seems like there's some Asian influences throughout some of the pieces. So that's that's a cool Mm -hmm. backstory. So how did you make it legit? I mean, you got you got the Instagram up and running. Did you? When did you start to take this more serious as a business? Where, you know you're taking it serious like a business like it's something that's going to support your livelihood
1: mm-hmm. um that was it was like right into and before like july or june 2020 is when i like established it as like an llc like did all the paperwork and pay the fees and taxes and stuff um that like when I did that it was when I was like I'm gonna try really hard and I've just had like a lot of good connections with photographers and people who are like on kind of the same like energy of of creating and stuff so I've had like a lot of good opportunities for like like camera resources like backdrops and that kind of stuff and when I um established it as an llc i was operating all of it out of my like my buddy's house cuz they had this living room that no one used it was like kind of just mess and like all their like storage pretty much just like in piles and one of them moved out for the summer like didn't like sublease or anything but he was just like at home working for the summer so um one of the other guys was like dude you should just like set up your stuff here because like i'm gonna be on the same stuff with like my film degree and like working on like a feature and like writing and stuff so like it'd be sick if we both were working on stuff all the time and i was like yeah i'm super down and so i like had like a shop in their living room and didn't pay rent didn't pay any utilities there like i was paying rent at um my house because I was living with Cal um but it was like at that point in time it was like such a rat hole like right now it, it, he's still in that same house and it's like way nicer like it's like way more well kept it's like way cleaner um but I was like just fed up of being in that kind of a- like area and space it like wasn't like driving me to like get out of it really I mean, it was, but it wasn't, like, motivating to work in, for sure. Um, And, yeah, so I was, like, working there, and then I was, like, well, I have all this space, I have the tools, I built, like, a screen press thing out of, like, $10 clips and, like, scrap 2 by 4s and then I started, like, screen printing, and that's when I, like, actually saw the, like, viability of, like, Oh, I'll make, I'll I'll like, I'll just make the graphic design and then do made to order. And then I can like not spend any money, but get, I think I got like 600 bucks, like the first time, like just from like, it was like a pre-order thing, but it only took like a week to like actually get them all out. I just had to make them first. And that's when I was like, I could actually just like do stuff like this. And then it, like, I could actually like pay rent and then like kind of like, putting more money in and then i was like i don't know i was like doing that and sewing a lot and a bunch of random stuff and then i don't know who i don't know if i wanted to do it or if i someone else wanted me to do it but i made snow pants for um brolf you know who i'm talking about those are the first ones I ever made and they were so bad, like so awful. And he gave me 200 bucks for him. And I was like, Oh man, like he was like really nice about it. Cause he came over after I like spent like 16 hours on him and he tried them on and he's like really nice. He's like, Oh yeah. Like sick, like paid me and then left. And never wore him once. I don't think, but i like told him i was like i got you on whatever you want that i make forever like that was like huge because i made those and then the second pair i ever made i think i made them for cal and again they were just so bad and they're like he doesn't he wore them like maybe once or twice i think he said he wore them in minnesota just because he was like standing and they were like fully lined and, like, really warm, but, like, they didn't look very cool. Um, and then the third pair was when it just went from, like, completely awful to, like, kind of good. And um, I ended up giving... I, like, wore those all all that season, and I was, like, really hyped on them. And then I gave them to Zach Durdivant, and he... Wore them for a while until he he, like kept sliding on concrete on them and tore them up. But those pants like was where I like kind of established in my mind like a standard of quality. And I like just with like rinsing and repeating, doing that and like changing it every time. I like got to a point where I was like, these are like good enough, and I know like they're like definitely like really good material-wise. Like not so good that material just sucks. Called Ottertex, and it's just, it's like, it it's cool for like a day, and then like all the waterproofing comes out because it's just like a polyurethane coating, and um, yeah, I was like making so many of those that I kind of like knew all the ins and outs, so I started like trying to put that onto the computer like in like a technical package so I could send it to a factory, and that's where. I came to the point where it's like, I could actually like get good enough at doing the computer shit. I could actually like make it like, like make money and not just be like project to project and like at net zero the whole time. But I'm I'm still at net zero even after this year, for <laughs> sure. So
0: when you were first doing that, before you started sending them out to factories, was the pants were handmade from start to finish? It wasn't like a base yeah. with just a screen print?
1: Yeah, it was from start to finish. There's, like, no printing on them because, I mean, I did make a pair that has, like, a, like direct transfer, like, vinyl pretty much on it. But those were just, like, I had ordered this fabric and then, like, I'm trying to think. Like, these, like, not very good waterproof zippers, they just, like, kind of split and come apart but um it was like those the fabric um paracord and like a metal riveted button but yeah it was like from scratch and they had like zippered pockets but no other pockets until i started doing like the custom order runs where like i would drop like six slots and so like they would like you'd like put a deposit down of like fifty bucks to get the slot and then I would do these custom ones. And those ones got like more um interesting with like variations. I think I did mostly just those, honestly. Like just the like custom order ones. Cause they took me like twelve hours each time.
0: Nice. So For now that. so now where does it stand? Is it factory produced?
1: Yeah. Um think The last thing I sewed and put up for sale was, oh, is it on here anymore? I made these, like, jean shorts and this, like, I put, like, patches on this Carhartt shirt. And that was, like, the last thing I did. That was June 2021.
0: So how does it work with getting a factory produced like what i don't even know what's the supply chain for that you said you have to put together something on the computer and then send it over to asia
1: um yeah pretty much like you i mean you can go really anywhere in the world there's factories like everywhere like i probably could get it done in states but it would be like so much more expensive because like they're gonna get for the most part like their textile mills unless you're sourcing it for them are going to come from like overseas so they're going to charge you for that and like all this other stuff but yeah so the for the snow pants at least that it's like it's just called a technical package it's just spef- like design specifications um it's like you have your your cover page, what the pro what the project is, like technical sketches of what it looks like. Then you have like references, build materials, and you have to outline all of your measurements and then like your pattern scaling and size guide, your call outs for like how different things are placed and where they are, what kind of seams they are, um, and then like construction pages, like how it really comes together. And I've seen like I learned how to do it by like um i was buying patterns on etsy from some dude and i asked him for something and he sent me like a glimpse of his technical packet and i just like took that and like kind of copied the format for the first few goes and then like as i saw necessary like added more and more and now i have like a huge template for it but that technical packet for those snow pants was originally like I think fifty or probably like thirty pages and it was disgusting to look at, like so disorganized and gross. And I sent it to this factory and they were like, Yeah, like we've never done anything like that. Like we usually just do streetwear. We don't really have vendors for um like snow gear, snow like fabric, like like act like that kind of activity and but they were like yeah we're like looking for a challenge we're interested in trying that and with that first packet i sent over the like horrible one they sent me back like i want to say like like really long track pants pretty much like all the wrong fabric wrong like shape wrong fit like wrong pockets and they probably like you put them over your feet like i'm six two i put them on and they if i'm like they're not at my ankles and they're below they're like three feet longer like it's just absurd and i was like okay well that was a huge wake-up call so i just redid the entire thing and like that one probably took me like um months to finish And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm more experienced now. Let's do it again. And it probably took me at least like a month straight to do that one. But that one ended up being 68 pages and I can show it to you somehow. Oh, I can show it to you. I can screen share it to you. So you at least know what I'm looking at, Mm -hmm. but it's copyrighted. You can't have it. Um, Alright, so, like, that's notes for the factory, like, from updates, and then, like, this was, like, size breakdown, the, like, contents, but, like, that was what I was talking about, like, cover page, reference, those, I'm, like, referencing my own that I made, um but, yeah, like, all these references, like, very extensive, like, call-outs, like, process with like how these like pockets come together how how did you how'd you learn how to
0: put this all together
1: well really just by doing it i was like i'm gonna start from like top down on like the pants i'll be like okay well i'll start top down i'll do these call outs like what all this stuff is and then from there i was like well i'm gonna need like internal call outs like, internal stuff. I kind of just did it logically. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just was like, if I were to give this to someone, will they be able to do it? And so, like, that's pretty much my process with it. Like, even, like, the most minuscule thing, like, putting this on the zipper. Like, how to tie it through. Like, this is so grotesque, but it worked. Um, Like, how to fuse the fabrics together. We had, like, this is, like, almost a military-grade nylon. Um, but I think we went with, like, a little bit thinner just because they were, like, a kilo at whatever we used. And then if they used, like, the one I wanted, it would have been two kilos. So, like, almost, like, four pounds or more than that. But, yeah. So you said you
0: went to CSU for... For engineering, did you do you feel like that background or that sort of wiring of your brain is helpful with with this sort of thing?
1: Um I don't know. I feel like maybe but I I guess. I like I've always been very detail oriented. I've always like done way more than I needed to do for like every project in like school and that. Um But, like, I didn't learn any skills that transferred over besides, like, planning, really, and, like, structure, Mm -hmm. which is, like, definitely huge. I don't know. I definitely think, like, you're at, like, with, like, um, just being that type of, like, organized mind, I guess, is helpful. But I I don't know if that's kind of directly correlated to engineering in and of itself or not but
0: yeah well i'm glad you showed me that because that was super interesting i wish uh other people could share it but i understand other people could see it but i understand why you would want to keep that kind of just for yourself
1: um yeah i'm like not try, like i'm definitely not on i'm definitely not on like the gatekeeping vibes just like not like maybe like publicly but like i've had like plenty of people hit me up and ask like of the same kinds of questions and i'm like here like look at this you can just like look at this and learn from it if you want um but i probably will sue you if you use it um but yeah i, I i'm like definitely like i would like to put something like this out there but it won't it'll probably not be for a long time mm-hmm.
0: So do you view your company as a pants company or is it an outerwear company?
1: I, I don't, (laughs) I think that it is viewed as kind of like, I like both of those, but I would like it to be more like designer brand in the future, like break out of like the skiing niche. But the skiing niche is like treating me very well and like, I'm down because, like, I want to wear this stuff. And, like, I like to see my friends and, like, talented people wearing it because it, like, it just, it, like, looks cool on a lot of people. Um, But, yeah, for the most part, I wouldn't say, like, company mission statement is, like, ski industry outerwear type of thing. Like, I'm definitely trying to branch out as much as I can while I can, you know. Um, like I have some stuff that's being worked on that is like still kind of outerwear, but cause I'm not trying to make like, I, I just like want to make what I like and it kind of just correlates that way, I guess. But yeah, I think right now it probably is just outerwear it's... given the time constraints that I have.
0: Yeah. So In terms of the athletes that you sponsor, is it, I mean, do you only sponsor Cal or do you sponsor other athletes too?
1: Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anyone that isn't my friend. Cause like I give Cal like usually whatever, just cause he like, I've just known him for so long and he's always like supported it. Even if it's not that good, he's like still stoked. Um, like i gave them like all the different ones that came out this year um but i gave i gave a lot to like I, i think i gave i told like all of like the child labor boys like you can all like have have them if you want them and you're gonna wear them but if you're not gonna wear them like you should just i'll just keep them you know um and then who else like, that was, like, a good few. Like, there's, like, 10 to 15 of those guys that I gave them to. Um, but I don't know, because I can't really sponsor anyone other than, like, when I can, I guess. Like, I I had the ability to give them all pants, all, so, like, those guys' pants this year, because it, like, went well. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess I sponsor them, because I will give them more, because they, like, do a lot for me as well um but i don't know i got i was like i have like a weird thing because i i want to pay pal almost and i was gonna give um child labor money this year for their movie so i guess that would be like i would definitely be sponsoring them if i did that but i just couldn't because of money but um there was probably at least 30 to 50 people that I gave pants to this year.
0: For free? Which, yeah. How is that financially? Are you getting killed on that? Like, that's definitely got to cut into your profit a lot.
1: Um, I mean, I did it before I, like, sold any, pretty much. So, it, like, didn't – I didn't really see it. But if I didn't do that, I probably – would have done a little bit better like I broke even off the pre-order that I did in December and then all this nightmare of delays happened and like those didn't get out until March like to people which was like a huge bummer but only like I think only like five people canceled their order which is insane but um yeah, it didn't really hurt me that much financially. I, like, broke even on the pre-order, and then I was like, alright, well, when I do the, the, like, re-release, like, ready to ship, like, I'll probably do just as good, if not better, because people will be seeing them and want them more. But then, like, three months later, it's, like, almost the end of the season, so, like, it didn't work as well, but it still did do really well. Um, But, Yeah, I, like, did that pre-order, and then I was like, okay, time to level up. And then I bought this insane rig of a computer, and uh, that hurt me for sure. Like, if I didn't do that, I would have been, like, I would have profited, like, a lot. But I just hit net zero, so I'm not too upset about it.
0: Yeah, so before we get into viewer questions, so the last question I have is, like, Financially, is this enough? Is this a viable career path for you? Like, are you able to support yourself strictly um, off, of, off of this brand?
1: Barely. Like, I, I like it, it's like feast or famine for sure. Um, especially with like time constraints, motivation, and stuff. Like, if I nonstop worked this whole year and didn't take, like, I like from December until like March it felt like I was on vacation because I like couldn't get anything done like I was trying to but I was like in such a weird hole and then like like it yeah it's really just feast or famine and when you can do it like because I was if I would have done that work I would have like lined up several projects and I would have like things right now and I have like those projects I had like set up in December didn't get put into like sampling or production until like last month so like the sampling's like usually like two to three weeks and then production is usually like three to four weeks so, mm-hmm. like those will probably like like there's gonna be like a season two of those belts mm-hmm. i did last summer and i'm excited for those cause they're like completely revamped and like way better um but those will probably be in in like a month or something but i don't even know if they'll come out or not i might just hold them until october or november with just to do like a full collection and not just one thing um but it definitely is viable if life wasn't all over the place i just had like so much going on in the last like two months it's been unreal and i'm just like man like i just want to like progress like don't, like, this is, like, why does all this stuff have to keep happening? It's, like, so unfortunate, but I think we're, like, I'm getting to the back end of that, and in that, like, I've been, like, I want to not have to spend the, like, R3 money on living, like, rent and stuff, and I've been paying, like, a thousand bucks a month for rent, and it sucks, and I was, like, I'm, why can't I just get a mortgage and pay that? It'd be way more sick. Um. So, I, I just, like, put together this fat portfolio and like redid my resume and I've just been applying for like what I do for a different company. So I can like make a salary and not have to like share their losses or profits really. Um, but yeah, I think that's like the next step so I can like piggyback on another company and like learn more and be like forced to and like not have to be completely um, holding myself accountable.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like you're, you're ready to take this thing. Not even ready. It sounds like you are taking this thing super serious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since I like started doing it, I've been able to live for like three years, but it's really like on a month to month, like rent to rent thing, like until this year, like I was like doing really well, but then I didn't like do any work, so I didn't like set myself up to like bounce back up from it. Um, <clears throat> but I think it'll it'll end up being all right. I've been like pretty lucky with um like a family friend investor that like funded those pants. Just like a it was like a friendly loan, like no interest. I just like give her the product when she like she likes it or not. She just like wants to see it keep going. I like pay her back as well, which is like kind of kind of sucks because when it's my money and I spend it and I make it back, I have it. But when it's someone else's money and I spend it, I have to give it back, and it sucks. But um, yeah, no, it definitely. I've been really lucky for sure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, that. But... That does suck about loans, having to repay them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. no, that's what I was telling you about. Um, I was, like, saying I might have to, like, bail because I've been waiting on this interview because I had, like, one last, I had one on Tuesday over the phone, and then they, I just got another one scheduled for Monday at their uh, office, so hopefully that'll go.
0: Pretty well. Don't want to jinx it, but if they bring you into the office, that means they, they like you a
1: lot. It's crazy. It's a huge designer wholesaler, so
0: Yeah. Well good luck with that.
1: Yeah, thanks. So
0: first of the viewer questions, fan favorite, what's your hot take in skiing or fashion? Or both. Whatever what, what's your
1: hot take? Um Fleece beanies are not it for sure. I know I did those, but they're not it. I'm sorry if you really like those, but they're not it for sure.
0: Why is that the case? You just think they look bad or they're bad material? What's Um, what's wrong with fleece beanies?
1: I think they're like, if you're making them um, a good step, rinse and repeat, it's cool. Um, All mostly all beanies are bad if they're wool or if they're not wool because it's all like acrylic or like polyester fleece uh i'm using it as an excuse to not like them but like polyester fleece you just like put like if you wash it you just put like all these nano fibers into the water and it like drains through your washing machine and it's really bad and that's what we eat and stuff um which is not news i don't really care about that but I just, I just don't like them. I think they're a good step for learning, for sure. But you gotta like go past it at some point.
0: All right, Julian asks, "What is your favorite piece you've ever made?"
1: Um, the one I was the most proud of was like, like fourteen ounce, pulling it up right now. Yeah, fourteen point five ounce gold denim. Um, and they were like. They're like almost the same shape and fit as snow pants, but they were like three pounds, like just like heavy duty and um, like no seams, like no raw edges. No, like, I don't know if you know, like a serger is or like a cover stitch. It's like what, like the seam on the inside of your t-shirt where you can see all the like um strings and like thread and whatever, but it had nothing like that. Those are my favorite for sure. Um, they took me the longest. I tried the hardest on them. They ended up looking pretty cool. And Zach Pfeiffer, the Sovereign guy, actually bought them. And I was super hyped on that.
0: That's sick. Cool. So Amir asks, what, uh, what's your inspiration? What or who or where do you get your inspiration from? Um,
1: I guess it just circles back to like that Japanese culture thing. Like I'm like pretty into this, like the, like it, like whole world of what like Gundams are like mech and that kind of stuff. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, but it's, it's pretty much like what transformers came from, like in the American world. Um, but like structurally and that kind of thing, have it's always been like, like some of the pants that I made myself, like I took a lot of like reference from like kind of like angles and structures like a little bit, like even like the one of the designs this year um, that like gray and black with like the diagonal kind of stripe and that tag with like the triple eight and the R3 is, like, very, like, it's, like, because, like, those got that Gundam area of of that culture, and, like, in anime and stuff is very, like, futuristic, like, retro futurism, like, crazy computer screens, and, like, all that kind of stuff, so I've, like, been, I've always, like, looked at that, and liked it so much, and wanted to, like, put it into my own thing, but, think that's like a pretty good inspiration that I have
0: yeah definitely uh let's see next one Dylan how long did the design process take to hone in on the best dimensions of the pants
1: um I think that's still ongoing but to where it got to this year like it took probably like 13 months from start to finish, which the start was, like, that first pair I made in-house, and then, like, over those next, like, six months, I made, I think, like, around 30 or something pairs, and to get to that end point, when I stopped making them myself, um, I think there was, like, seven or, there's, like, eight or nine different versions of that pattern that I had to keep, like, working from, um, And then the remaining, like, five months was me trying to figure out how to, like, put it onto the computer. And then, like, that changed the the fit this year a lot because of, like, different um, margins and guidelines that the factory was like, we should change this because it, like, would just work better and it's going to, like, fit better than what you were doing. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna take your word from it. So there's like some of like this factory I work with now, like the guy that runs it is very intelligent and I like just talked to him yesterday at six AM for like three hours. But he's like he owns the company, it's like a small like small to medium size. I think they only have like fifty people working there. Um and maybe only like twenty machines. But which explains like a lot with like all these delays and stuff. Like they have all these growing pains, but they definitely had like an input on like the fit this year for sure, but didn't change it that much. Just like made it better in my opinion, more refined.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, so kind of related Wombo skis asked, uh, moving from the original mock-ups to the final product, what were some issues you ran into?
1: Um, First, Hey Pat, How's it going? And um, I guess like there is a like what I was just saying there, like with them kind of refining the fit and stuff. Um, at least with the factory this year, I'll just like go into that because like I've already gone into the in-house thing, but they're like just with margins and stuff. Because I got um the original final samples in, and they were meant to be. large the biggest size and I was like ah like these should be the smaller like the medium size like you know I like they were originally medium and large but then I was like people are gonna be weird about buying medium pants because they're not medium you know so I changed it to like regular and tall but I switched it so that the previous like tall became the The regular and then they were going to make a size that was bigger but they already had gone through so many processes with the pattern making and like finalizing that they were like we can only add this amount more to the end to like to do whatever so i was like originally like they need to be like four or five inches longer than these like well we can only do like three and a half so that was kind of a bummer, but it ended up being like the perfect size at least. Unless you're like six six. They're like not as big on you. But um yeah. That that was like a huge bummer. And then um there's like a lot of issues um with like fabric and quality control because I wanted this nylon and then the textile mills, like that's when like when i was trying to put my like fabric order in with them like well the factory like did it for me but when we were trying to do that they're already getting this influx of like huge brands like requesting all their fabric and that kind of thing so they like put me on the back burner and they're like we can get it done but it might not be until whenever so like that that leeway time is supposed to be like at most 40 days and it ended up being like 60 and they like my factory ended up just like taking the mills like stock inventory and not having them like custom procure fabric um that blue that blue variation this year was like not supposed to be that color at all but that was like what that mill had so like we had to use it um but yeah, it was, like, a, a lot of, like, weird planning things like that that could have been avoided, but now they will be avoided because it's, like, like learned, like it's been learned, you know?
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Loch Ness Monster, any pro signature pants coming?
1: Um, I'd like to do that, kind of, but I don't really know. Definitely not this next year. Um, cause I'm going to do more this next year. I'm still figuring out that it's like been all this other stuff with, um, communicating with this factory. I think I just need to maybe find a new one, but then I have to start from scratch with them and it's going to suck, but, um, and I need to do that like right now. Um, but I'd like to do like pro signature pants, but I don't like no, how to do that without it being like the same thing like with like cal has his pro ski and it's just like a sick graphic and then like it's signed by cal um like it would have to be like completely like redesigned and like different shape different tech kind of thing but that would be interesting i'd definitely be super down to do that
0: um I mean, kind of a side note, you ever do any collabs or like beyond that first one, obviously that we were talking about, like do yeah. you do any collabs in the ski industry?
1: Um, I did that one that we were talking about. I did another one with the same guy. Um, I did. I guess like I, I did, I did, I did like at least three or four initially with that same guy, Ginkgo. Um, and then this season we did beanies, so I guess that is in ski industry at this point, but those were cool. I think we I have like a few things like kind of prospectively lined up for collabs, but not on like the same scale. So I'm not I'm not quite sure with that one, but I'm pretty down to really depends. Like I did, I actually, no, I did like hoodies with Vishnu with Emmett, um, a while back, I think last year, but those were like in-house and there's only like eight or eight to 10 of them. It's like split screen printed, then split in half ones. Yeah. So they are such a pain. Cool.
0: So hit up Riley if you want to do a collab. All right, let's uh we'll close this thing out with the last few. So Rolf, what's the best advice you can give to someone looking to start their own ski apparel company?
1: Um start with like basics and don't I mean like I was just like ripping on fleece beanies, but like those are like good to kind of learn because you need to have this understanding with like different fabrics and thread and needles. And, like, that one, you, like, need specific needles. I was using, like, Microtex, which is not correct. But um, that's, like, decent, I guess, in the ski industry. But I would, like, personally say to make, like, more on the tip of, like, street wear. Because, like, there's a lot more basics to be learned. Um, Like, pants suck to make until you have made, like, eight of them. And then you finally kind of understand and you don't have to, like, um, go back and forth with, like, tutorials every time to figure it out. And, like, yeah, definitely use YouTube. Like, that's pretty much my entire education right now. Besides, like, a lot of forums that I've just recently gotten into with, like, Adobe Creative Suites and stuff. And, like, recoding those. But, um, yeah.
0: Cool. And the last one, we got two separate people asking for the same thing. When is the next drop? And I'm also gonna add on what's what's the plans for the future?
1: I'm in this like weird like rebuilding phase pretty much. But I need I'm trying to like line up more than one thing at a time. So it's not just like a single item, single garment drop. And I'm sorry if I haven't answered anyone that has asked the when is the next drop question, because I think there's been like a few that I have seen and I didn't get to. But um, for sure, respectively, like the there will be new snow pants and hopefully. I'm trying to get this jacket done by then, but hopefully. those that drop will be late october or like like first week of november and that's like the only thing i actually have in the books for right now and that'll probably be the next one honestly unless i like do something that's more in house cuz i just don't have time to do anything else um but if i do that then i'll have i'll be able to have like at least three or four like different drops throughout from like November to April.
0: Cool. That's all I got. Riley, thank you for joining us today. Where can uh, everybody find your stuff?
1: You can find it on reevaluate Instagram. That's R3 evaluate. And the website is currently going to be closed for the indefinite future or email me at uh, Riley at reevaluate.com you can send me your your, um, technical designer job offers if you want
0: well there you have it thanks for coming
1: on thanks for having me